0: everybody this side of the atlantic ocean is taking credit for the fact that jason van dyke just got convicted for whatever their reasons are and they should because this is a victory for america as i forestated america was on trial here that's right and people all over america and all over the world have been waiting to see what was going to happen they've been watching
1: a few hours after the jury announced they found jason van dyke guilty Laquan McDonald's great uncle, Reverend Marvin Hunter, held a press conference at his church. He stood at the pulpit surrounded by family and friends. He's been a spokesperson for the family and attended the trial. He sat with family clutching each other's hands as they waited for the verdict of Jason Van Dyke.
0: I, I, I can't rejoice in a way, you know, to say yippee okay because this man is going to jail. When I looked over and I saw his wife, My mind had to go to his his daughters. I could see the pain in those people, but it was also touching, bothering me that they couldn't see the pain that was within us. Couldn't see it, and everybody that tried to come to us on behalf of Jason Van Dyke, they came to us asking us, could we forgive Jason Van Dyke? And I want the world to know that you can't just go around forgiving people Mm -hmm. who didn't think they'd done anything wrong. But at the end of the day, I can say. That I did feel compassion for that family. And if you saw them and didn't feel compassion, then it's something wrong with your human clock.
1: From WBEZ Chicago and the Chicago Tribune, this is 16 Shots the Police Shooting of Laquan McDonald. I'm Jen White. After the verdict, a couple hundred people marched through the streets of downtown Chicago for about two hours. And a little north of downtown, in an upscale shopping area known as the Magnificent Mile, pastors like Marshall Hatch gathered.
0: This represents an opportunity to move forward. The people of Chicago decree that this is a 21st century city and we no longer want to be policed by a 1960s police force.
1: And the pastors prayed.
0: Father, we bless you. We thank you for what our eyes have seen. Our ears yes. have heard, yes. but Lord, we thank you for thank justice. You. Thank In you. the strong name of God the Father, God the Son, yes. and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen, Amen. Chicago. Amen. God bless you.
1: At the courthouse, spectators and both teams of attorneys filtered down to the first floor to share their reactions to the verdict.
2: Will Calloway, William, common spelling.
1: Activist Will Calloway, the one who was a major force in getting the dash cam video of Laquan McDonald's death released, broke down in tears. And thanked Brandon Smith, the independent journalist who worked with him to get the video released.
2: I just want Brandon to know I really love this man, Joe. I just feel good. I feel good. And that's an understatement. Um, I'm typically not lost for words, but I I really don't know what to say. I'm really just, I'm in awe of God. And I just want, I I know the whole, whole country is looking at Chicago right now and I just want the country to know it was only because of God Almighty that we got justice. We did a lot of praying, we did a lot of work. We was peaceful when we didn't wanna be peaceful. It was so many police shootings that happened after Laquan McDonald and we remain peaceful. After his tape was released, we still remain peaceful. And we pray and we hope that this gives some inspiration and encouragement, not only to the city of Chicago, but all cities across America, to let them know that excessive force and unlawful and unjustified and unreasonable use of force by police
3: officers will not be tolerated.
1: Special Prosecutor Joseph McMahon called the jury's decision a gratifying verdict.
3: The end of this trial marks an opportunity for this city to come together. This investigation, this criminal prosecution of Jason Van Dyke, I believe reflects our shared values and has been the result of people simply doing the right thing. A Hispanic man and his son who came forward to tell the truth Police officers who remembered that their duty is to serve and protect all of us. A justice system that has worked for the community and an African-American community that demanded justice for Laquan McDonald and all those people he represented.
1: On the other side, defense attorney Dan Herbert said the jury got it wrong. He and McMahon disagreed on the impact the jury's decision would have on policing.
4: It really is kind of a sad day for law enforcement, I think, because uh, we've all heard about the Ferguson effect, and I, I can only imagine that if police officers think that they can never fire against somebody that is acting the way Laquan McDonald did when they're 12 feet away from him, uh I think that what we are going to have is police officers are going to become security guards. Uh, There will not be a police officer getting out of a car to confront somebody. And maybe that's what everyone wants. I don't know. We'll have to see how it plays out.
3: That's not reflective at all of the the hundreds of law enforcement officers that I know, uh, the thousands that I've worked with. And I don't believe that's the sentiment of the Chicago Police Department. The fact of
4: the matter is when... Somebody takes action uh, against armed, uniformed police car, police officers in a police car. That's a very dangerous threat. From now on, when that happens, uh, police officers likely will roll up their windows and wait until this individual gets tired uh, or, God forbid, kills somebody before they even get out of the car.
1: The head of the Illinois Fraternal Order of Police echoed Herbert's concerns about the future of policing, saying, quote, what cop would still want to be proactive fighting crime after this disgusting charade? And are law-abiding citizens ready to pay the price? Herbert said he doesn't believe this verdict will mean all that much time in prison for Van Dyke. Still, he pledged they would appeal.
4: We're relieved that we're not looking at a death sentence, but uh, you know we, we know that uh, we can get this uh, even better and, and perhaps throw everything out.
1: After the verdict was announced, Judge Vincent Gaughan went back into the jury room for a long talk with jurors. He asked them if they wanted to talk about the experience with reporters. Almost all of them did. Eleven jurors and one alternate sat back in the jury box for an interview. Gahn was sweet with the jurors and extra accommodating, but he had some strict rules for the reporters.
5: If
6: If they ask the names, I'm shutting the whole thing down, Okay.
1: Question If you could just say your number and whether you are a juror or an alternate, that would be really helpful. No, no, us. no,
6: no, 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 you're not going to do that. Can we, do can it, Can we have
1: their say their number before they answer yes, the question so and we this don't have to say their
6: the blood, blood type, etc.? No. <laughs> <laughs> They'll say their number and that's it, right?
7: My number is 245. I feel that we gave a good verdict. We looked at all the evidence and we ruled on it accordingly. I had no idea that. It was like this. I knew that we weren't supposed to talk to anyone, but to be escorted out and to police patrol. Number 243. Every
6: morning I got on the bus and on the train, and I saw hundreds and hundreds of my fellow Chicagoans, and I thought, how did I get on this jury? Right. There are all, these, all people these people, and I'm doing this work, and nobody knows it. It did felt really amazing.
5: It felt like a burden or a privilege? A
6: privilege. Privilege.
3: 241, having to get out the car into another car on the train because you saw someone reading in the papers and just like, it was always on my mind to look around and be observant and just get away from it anywhere.
5: 248, I was aware of the case going back to 2014 and was actually aware of the grand jury. And There are a lot of things that I was aware of going into this, but it wasn't brought up in evidence, so I had to discipline myself not to consider that.
6: The deliberations were, I think, they couldn't have been better because we listened to each other, we respected what each other said. When somebody was questioning something, we let them ask their questions and we worked with it until people, till we all came to a consensus.
7: We started with the murder. We wanted to decide whether we're going to go first degree or second. So, but we had to break everything down and we talked among each other until we came to the conclusion. The The second degree was a mitigating
6: factor that in Mr. Van Dyke's mind, he was doing the right thing. He was was experiencing an extreme threat in his mind. That's how he's experiencing it and um, he felt like he needed to protect himself.
1: Was an acquittal ever on the table? Did anyone come in the room saying, I don't think he's guilty at all? No. Really? That was never an option in any of the jurors' minds? No.
3: He could legally shoot to kill. He could legally use a gun, but he just did it in a wrong way. So we thought, like, legally, yes, he could do this, so it wasn't misconduct.
1: He took the stand himself. What did you make of his... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt he, he shouldn't have. He
7: messed up. How? I didn't. His testimony was incredible to me. I felt like he was trying to remember stuff that he said that maybe wasn't true, and he wanted to make sure he didn't trip himself up. I felt
6: it felt like it was a rehearsed situation, mm-hmm. and I didn't quite trust that.
3: Personally, even though we're right here, I felt him staring at us, trying to win our sympathy in a way, I guess. And I think we all kind of, we just didn't buy it. Dirt number 253, I think the
2: turning point for me was when he said, oh my God, we're gonna have to shoot this guy. And he said, why aren't they shooting him if he's attacking them? I think there was a pause. I think
3: we all wrote down notes on that one, and I think that was kind of a changing point.
5: Uh, Juror 248. We watched the video many, many, many times, and it was stepping forward instead of retreating. We first took a straw poll. The way we approached it was we did a blind vote just to see where we all were. So we had a baseline for discussion, and then we moved on from there. Juror 240. I did look down because I'm a mom, and I and he has a mom, of course, and I was just, like, feeling a little bad for him. Okay, you yeah, about, have about three more minutes. Got to, uh, I'm more. Is there anything any of you would like to say to either Jason Van Dyke or the family of Laquan McDonald?
3: Nobody has to answer that one. Come on, move on to a different question. What will you guys remember
5: about this? Just the profound... Duty that had been placed upon us. I I know I wasn't sleeping for three weeks. I was thinking of it constantly, but just because of its impact and because every day we walked in and looked at two families, you know, we, we saw Jason Van Dyke's family and we saw Laquan McDonald's family, and you I didn't I couldn't walk in here without thinking of that every day.
7: We didn't come here because of race or. We came here for right and wrong. That's all.
1: 16 Shots is a production of WBEZ Chicago and the Chicago Tribune. It was produced by James Edwards with assistance from Joe Dassault and Carrie Shepherd. Our reporting team includes Shannon Heffernan, Chip Mitchell, and Patrick Smith. Mike Lansu is our digital editor, with help from Paula Friedrich and Gabrielle Wright. Our senior editor is Rob Wildeboer. Brendan Banaszak is our executive producer. And Steve Edwards is WBEC's chief content officer. Special thanks to the Tribune editors Matt O'Connor, Tracy Van Morlehem, and Angela Rosa O'Toole. And thanks to the WBEZ Newsroom, whose reporting was instrumental to this series. You can find out more about the case at wbez.org 16shots. Check this podcast feed regularly for updates from the trial of Officer Jason Van Dyke and listen wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Now, more than ever, facts matter. That's why the journalists at the Chicago Tribune are committed to quality journalism, relentlessly pursuing the truth and providing you with the stories that impact your community, as well as your daily life. Get fact-based journalism and support the future of investigative reporting, like 16 Shots, by subscribing to the Chicago Tribune today. Visit chicagotribune.com slash 16 Shots for a special subscription offer just for listeners of this podcast.